Hi everyone, this is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Alex Peroff. Alex and I went to Bowdoin College together and where we struggled through a variety of chemistry classes. So go polar bears. While I pursued business, Alex continued on to study chemistry and he's received his PhD in chemistry at Northwestern. And he did a short postdoc at sunny Albany in 2015 as well. He currently works as an electroanalytical scientist at Pine Research Instrumentation and lives in Durham, North Carolina. Since I've known Alex Aboden, he's always been a curious person. And we've enjoyed many deep conversations through our friendship. I'm excited for another deep conversation here. And recently, Alex has resurrected his old YouTube channel. So if you're on YouTube, search for Alex Peroff. And you can, you'll find him. He's focused on bridging the gap between personal finance, investing, and philosophy. So, Alex, I'm excited to talk to you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Abhishek. It's, uh, it's always good to talk to you uh, as a friend, just casually, and all the deep conversations we've had. This is, uh, this is awesome. I appreciate this. We're going to dive right into the topic at hand here, curiosity. And, you know, I'm going to just go on a whim and call you a curiosity expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's think about that curiosity. Like, what does curiosity mean to you? And like, um, what is that? Uh, just the concept. So for me, curiosity is an, exp uh, an exploration of basically everything. You can be curious about a wide variety of different things. Uh, I studied chemistry uh, in particular just because I was curious about the nature of matter, which is what the study of chemistry is. But even at our time at Bowdoin, I had friends and colleagues who were studying economics, sociology, uh, mathematics, physics, physics, things of that nature. And when I talked to them, I would just get curious about whatever topic they were discussing. I want to learn more about the subject. And so curiosity is really that wanting to learn more. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's almost like there is, there are things that like you, you have an expertise in chemistry and sciences, but you're also curious about, you said your friends who, who had other interests as well. So it's not just the field someone's expert in, but also curiosity kind of goes beyond that. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually think that you can be curious about the field that you are an expert in, but it's very important to be curious about a wide variety of different topics. Uh, it just broadens you as a person and can lead to new ideas and connections to things that you never thought about before. And uh, every, I have found in my experience, either talking to people at Bowdoin or even in my work experience, that almost every subject, no matter how boring it may sound, can be very interesting. And you have to, you have to be curious in order to explore something in, in that level of depth. Uh, so let me give you an example. I, I work as an electroanalytical scientist, and basically I, I sell scientific research equipment. And we are, we work in manufacturing. People are building machines, scientific pieces of instrumentation. So it's manufacturing. You know, you might not think manufacturing is an interesting topic, but 
if you go into depth about that field, it's incredibly interesting. It's like, there's a certain amount of things that we have to keep in stock, right? Well, there's some people who want to order that stuff. And we also have to make sure that we build material in such a fashion that once the stock is removed, we're able to replace it. But we can't build up too much stock um, or else it just takes up space. We're wasting money. We're wasting resources. It's almost like you're, you're going like deeper into understanding something. So like there might be sort of a surface level understanding of something. Mm-hmm. But yes. then there are layers and layers and layers of something, like you're saying, with manufacturing. Yes, yeah. And I just use manufacturing as an example because right. I have some experience with it. And, and on the surface, you may not think it's an interesting topic at all. It sounds boring. It sounds so boring hearing about manufacturing. I mean, I, I apologize to all you people who are in, into manufacturing who are listening to this, but it might sound really boring on the surface, but if you, if you take a deep dive in, it ends up being, it can be a really interesting subject, but you have to be curious and you have to talk to somebody who is really an expert. I only learned about this stuff by talking to some expert in the field um, who studied this, and then you get into that, that deeper level uh, about curiosity. Yeah, I guess it's, it makes me think almost like FOMO, like fear of missing out. If mm-hmm. someone just thinks a particular area is, you know, just um, not as interesting, they may be missing out on all the things that might be interesting about it. So um, I guess there are some benefits of curiosity. And it's almost like it could be a competitive advantage if someone knows deeper about something um, what have you found, like, how is curiosity important, like, maybe, like, in marketing or, like, in your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so curiosity is uh, important in a, in a wide variety of ways, just, I guess, in my field um, and in life. But within my field, I have found curiosity to be important from a business standpoint of exploring other things that are just going on. If you just stay somewhat narrow-mindedly in your field and you don't explore outwards, uh, you really limit yourself in terms of what you can do. And that competitive advantage, I think, that you were, you were mentioning is something that um, if you're not curious about what else is going on in other fields, uh, you're going to miss out. The other aspect of curiosity has to do from a marketing perspective. And I know that uh, a lot of people who listen to this, uh, um, this podcast are, you know, they're, they're hustling. They are, they're trying to sell some stuff. They are doing the side hustle, entrepreneurs. And marketing is very important. How do you get your, um, how do you grab your audience? How do you get their attention? And curiosity is a way of doing that. How do you, how do you create an ad that incites curiosity? Mm. Uh, you've probably, so Bisha, you can probably talk about this. Uh, when you're on the internet and you see, you know, this title headline probably from Buzzfeed or something like that, you know, 13 things to make you get rich and you'll never believe number five. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about that. What is mm. that extra thing? Right. You've that incited is- curiosity. I've definitely seen that. I think there is, there's definitely, uh, I never sort of linked the two, but yeah, like they're, they try to like type a little bit, something, uh, create a desire 
yes. and curiosity to learn more. It makes me think it's innate. It's in, in, in us. It just exists in everybody. It's like human. Yes. But it can be sort of activated um, based on external factors, like you're saying, with marketing ads and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can ourselves take advantage of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're aware of, of that, the curious, the innate curious nature of humans, I don't want to say you can exploit it. Buzzfeed <laughs> <laughs> well, or someone is exploiting it or, or, or whatever like that to get more, more clicks and things like that. But you can, you can use it. And I believe that if you use it in a, in a real way, you know, you know, the BuzzFeed article or something that, that, that where the title incites curiosity, they've got to back it up, you know? So if you're, a, if you're a, an entrepreneur, if you're doing some side hustle and you have a compelling title or for me, like as a YouTuber, maybe I create a compelling thumbnail to incite curiosity. I should also back it up. You know, I need to have something that, you know, those, those things, those whatever 13 things on the BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed article, it needs, it needs to be real. You know, they need to be real things. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's it sort of, uh, because it pers- I guess it's almost makes me think like, um, once a person gets a taste of curiosity, they just want to like go farther and farther into that. And if they're disappointed, you know, that, you know, that that's an experience as well. Um, creative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you do you do need to deliver on the curiosity. Now, granted, sometimes um, maybe maybe they're right. You know, maybe BuzzFeed does in fact have you know whatever thirteen. I, I hate using BuzzFeed as an example, but we're on it, right? We're on the topic. So <laughs> so they have these thirteen examples of something, and maybe you're already an expert on it, right? And so in that case, maybe you know you don't really care. You already know these thirteen things. And maybe number five wasn't even really all that interesting in your opinion, or you knew it. But if it's on a topic that you don't know something about, then it becomes valuable. And that's really what you're, you're going after. I mean, uh, I believe that the entrepreneur is ultimately trying to find the right person. Um, and the right person for their business is someone who you provide some level of value to, right? So you incite curiosity to get the person who doesn't know it who doesn't really know much about the subject to get them to come in and you teach them about something or you provide some value to them. So, I mean, as a, as a, as a curious, as we're talking about curiosity and I know, you know, you, you have a a habit of journaling uh, as well and something you've been doing this for, for a while. Uh, Maybe you could just tell our viewers, like how long have you been doing this and how do you use journaling? What is, what is, uh, how are you using that tool? Sure, sure. Um, do you mind if I just make a, a quick second? There's, there's one last thing about curiosity that I would like to mention uh, to your viewers before I get into journaling. But I will oh yeah, answer. totally. Let's bring it. Let's what, bring it what, up. Yeah, yeah. So one, one last thing about curiosity that I didn't mention is um, I'm a scientist. Um, and I believe that scientists are inherently curious about things. We want to discover things. But I also believe that curiosity stems from a place of security. So when you, are, when you want to be more curious, when you want to learn about things, you usually need to come from a place where things are, things are okay, things are safe. If your business, 
you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a side hustle, but you're on shaky financial ground, you're not as willing to take risks and try new things and to be curious about what else is going on either in your market or in some other thing that seems very tangential that doesn't provide an immediate benefit. But if you were curious and were to explore it, it would give you an idea for later. So one thing that I recommend is curiosity is great. I highly encourage everybody to develop a more curious mind to learn and to explore, but you do need to have some kind of stable foundation because if you don't, it ends up being, you're not able to embrace it as, as fully if, uh, if you don't have some kind of stable foundation. You know, at Bowdoin, you know, we felt, we felt great, you know, the college, the college environments, you know, you, you've heard the, the Bowdoin bubble, right? Um, we felt very safe in our way of exploring and exploring that curiosity. So likewise, I think for entrepreneurs, people who are doing the side hustles, have something that's stable. And that way you, you have some leeway with being curious. Yeah. So that's, my, that's just my last thing I wanted to just mention. Quickly. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, and I think the stability point uh, is a good one. And I guess I would just add that uh, stability is a matter of perspective. Like, you know, we were at Bowdoin, uh, most of us were broke. Yeah. And at the same time, we felt stable to be curious. So it's yeah. kind of like a matter of perspective, like what are we focusing on? And mm -hmm. then, you know, not the money part, but also still be able to be 100%, 110% curious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, yeah, so the journaling, I think maybe, uh, maybe why we picked this is really curiosity and journaling are related in some way or form. And you've been practicing journaling. Um, so like, how are you using journaling um, to, yeah, what is what is journaling doing for you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think I think the link between curiosity and journaling is that when you learn something, um, from, from exploring, uh, you know, your curiosity, you can write it down. Um, and so, uh, when I moved, you know, I'm, I'm a scientist and I moved to North Carolina and once I moved to North Carolina, that's when I really started journaling. It was after graduate school that I really started to journal. And when I, when I talk about journaling, what I mean is, um, I take notes, I write down notes, I write down ideas as I learn new things, I you just, just like, you have like a, like a regular notebook or like, is there like a special gold or, Oh, yeah. So this okay, is, so this you. is it. If you're, if you're looking at the, uh, the video version of this, uh, this is my, uh, this is my journal. There are many journals out there, but this one is mine. Um, and honestly, I got this journal from, you know, cause I go to these trade shows and stuff. And sometimes these trade shows, they just give you stuff. They just give you free stuff. <laughs> and sometimes you can, you know, tchotchkes you know, swag, swag, you get swag from these things. And they, sometimes they give you a journal. So this is actually from uh, the American Chemical Society Nano Futures thing. And they gave me this journal. And, but really- you, You've sort of decorated, made it your own. I'm seeing like, um, I mean, for those of you listening, I, I see some stickers. I see you've kind of like personalized this orange notebook into yes. Alex Peroff's journal. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And I encourage people to, uh, you know, make it yours. It really, it really is yours. You can do what you want with it. Like there are no, I don't believe there are any hard and fast rules when it comes to journaling. 
Um, and, and really the, the hope of this podcast is that I'm just able to share how I use it so that it helps other people who, have, who may have heard about journaling or may think it's a good habit to adopt. I mean, I, totally. I'm, I mean, I've drank the Kool-Aid. I write <laughs> um, three pages every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, um, I try to do it as quickly as possible. Uh, for me, a lot of creative thoughts happen in the mm-hmm. morning. Uh, yeah. So I got to like download that stuff right away. Um, and I guess you mentioned something that you didn't do it while you were in graduate school. Is that, or do you like sort of miss that? Or like, would that, you know, kind of looking back, would that have been kind of cool? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't journal when I was in graduate school and I regret that. Um, I regret that decision. Um, I know I try not to have as many regrets as I can. But uh, I do regret it, and it was only towards the end of graduate school that I had more of an appreciation for it. And I really learned about it from a colleague of mine who started doing it. And here's the reason. In graduate school, there are, so this is graduate school for science and chemistry. So most of the time, your experiments will fail, right? And so you're in this, you you can feel kind of depressed. Uh, In fact, you probably will feel depressed in graduate school. But you can learn, or in fact, you will learn a lot in graduate school. And it's really only by journaling and keeping a record of what's been on your mind, what have you been thinking about, how do you attack or this problem that you've been working on. And that only when you look back and reflect upon those things, when you reflect upon all the, the failed experiments that you realize, oh, wow, I... I did a lot. I did a lot of stuff. So journaling, um, for those doing a side hustle, if you feel like you're not making progress, it's really good to keep that journal and and make some notes in it on a regular basis so that when you look back, you're like, oh, you know, I actually did do a lot of stuff. We're so caught up in the present moment. We don't don't give ourselves enough credit. Uh, Have have you experienced that at B-Shake? Oh my goodness. I think it's a great question. I've experienced that um, recently when somebody asked me, Hey, how did you start shake the cosmos? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let me literally, I went through the piles of journals and one of the opened up one of the journals in last October. And there it is in the journal, shake Mm -hmm. the cosmos, the idea, the name exclamation marks. I highlighted. So, you know, it's like right there. And I, you know, couldn't agree more with just being able to track, um, track that. So appreciate that for sure. And so, so wait, how long have you been doing journaling? I would say for me, it really started in 2014 uh, when I started business school. And, you know, business school gave, you know, like you, you know, like you're saying, graduate school is a great time where your intellectual curiosity is just exploding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would talk about real estate. I would literally take notes about goals and real estate and visions and things like that. So uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I think one of the valuable things, because you said what, it was like last October that you had the shake, uh, shake the Cosmos idea. So you've written tons and tons of stuff, but, you know, it's this one excerpt from journaling that you looked back, reflected on, and it's like, that's going to be the name. That's going to be what I do. And you will, you would have never 
come up with Shake the Cosmos or the name of, of your business or any of that if you didn't journal in the first place? I, I know, I totally agree. And so, I mean, so let's just call ourselves journaling pros. <laughs> say, you know, there are people out there who are not journaling and, you know, it can be intimidating. Uh, I'm just thinking like, what are two or three things that, you know, you'd recommend that, you know, well, like what's the number one thing that comes to mind? Somebody who is new to journaling or wants to get into it. Um, what is that? Sure. So, so um, one thing is do not be really hard on yourself. Do not set up these goals that are just uh, way too much. Some people will think like, oh, I need to write, like you're writing three pages a day and, and you've reached that. Um, I, need to, I need to write three pages a day because a B-shake, you know, also writes three pages a day and the B-shake's, you know, you know, beast mode, right? It's like, no, 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 no. Like a B-shake worked on it. He got to that point after like doing journaling for years, right? Since 2014. So set up very, very easy, simple goals Maybe just journal for one to two minutes. Maybe just that. journal like two or three lines, right? If you, want, if you want to make it a habit where you routinely do it, then set those things to be very, set the goals to be very simple. Set them oh. to be very easy to do. So simple. So number one thing, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's another thing that you'd recommend for uh, new journal orders? <laughs> So I would, I'd recommend that um, you, review, you review your journal perhaps more frequently than, than you think. Um, I think reviewing your journal at least maybe once every two weeks, at least once a month, um, is helpful. It's, reviewing your journal is an, it's an opportunity to take a step back from where you are. It also helps you understand or think about some of the ideas that you've had and really sharpen them because you're gonna you're gonna put out some crazy ideas right shake the cosmos was one idea that worked but i bet abishake you probably had a bunch of ideas like i look back at it and it's like wow that idea was dumb but some ideas you can you can use them so um and it, and it helps your forward thinking it'll help sharpen your thinking when you write it down through journaling and review it all right so don't be hard on yourself Yep. And keep a track of review your journal. So uh, from every week or another week, just set up a cadence. What's another thing um, that's really important to kind of keep it going and be persistent? Yeah. So um, I would say enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Whatever it is, um, enjoy the process. You may have a goal, especially as a young entrepreneur um, or, or you're doing this side hustle. I think... It, you, you need to like it. You need to enjoy it. And for some people, um, maybe you don't actually enjoy journaling. Maybe that's just your thing, but yeah, try it, right? If you don't enjoy the process, you know, some people love cold showers. They, they, can, they, can, uh, they, they need their cold shower uh, to get them up in the morning and doing stuff, but maybe it just doesn't work for you. So I, I encourage you, you should enjoy the process. After journaling for like at least a month, I'd give it a month. Realize, you know, does it feel like work or do you enjoy it? Mm. Because you should enjoy it. Appreciate that so much. Yeah. So number one, don't be hard on yourself. Number two, review your journal. So just taking a step back, that could be good. Number three, 
enjoy the process. Really enjoy. appreciate these tips, Alex. Um, as someone, you know, um, listening or watching, you know, take, take those to take those to practice, hopefully. Yeah. Um, any other shout outs uh, that you'd like to add or um, first, I know uh, you have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. So, uh, so, so thanks. I, um, so my YouTube, it, because of YouTube's search engine optimization, I'm, I'm a small YouTuber. Um, and so if you just look up my name, Alex Peroff, P-E-R-O-F-F, if you look at that on YouTube, you'll find my channel. And the content of my channel is based on um, kind of bridging the gap between, you know, personal finance, investing, and philosophy with really an application to life. So if you found that some of the ideas that uh, I've, I've discussed with regards to curiosity or journaling, those fundamental and core ideas are things that I ultimately try to talk about. Um, and I have just found that philosophy and investing are things that I have a passion for. Uh, but they all they all come back to regular everyday life that we that we live. So, um, uh, but a shout out to just like friends, family, uh, everyone who's wa who's listening or watching, uh, those who have supported me through the process. I really appreciate it. I uh, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Uh, well, thank you, Alex. Appreciate yeah. you sharing your own curiosity and these tools with us. Uh, and we'll be sure to include the link to your YouTube channel in the description of the podcast as well. Uh, so Most people can directly it. go to Alex Peroff's channel. Um, all right. Well, appreciate your time, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abhishek. Take right. care. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.